Hello everyone, thank you for listening to the Plain Sense Podcast, where its purpose is to make the life-changing Word of God understandable and accessible to all. In this episode, I want to talk about the simple term yet powerful, and that is the Gospel. What is the Gospel? Why we need it? And what do we do with it? Because we have heard the Gospel. We have learned about the Gospel. And what do we do with it? This is your host, Joel Madasu, and thank you for tuning in. I hope that this podcast will be an encouragement to you and that you would learn something through the podcast. And I hope and pray that God will get the glory through this podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned. In Galatians 1, 11-12, Paul writes the letter, obviously, to the Galatia, churches of Galatia. And he says in uh, chapter 1, verses 11-12, to 12, For what I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin, for I did not receive it from a human source, or I was not taught it, but it came by a revelation of Jesus Christ. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin, for I did not receive it from a human source, and I was not taught it. But it came by a revelation of Jesus Christ. Obviously, what we know from the context is the Galatian churches are kind of moving away from what was preached, from, from basically the real gospel. If you look at the context, Paul says in verse 6, I'm amazed that you're so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So the problem here is about the gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. And he goes on to don't believe in an angel and so forth if they preach a gospel that is contrary to what they preach. And in verse 11, he says, actually in 10, we should look for, Am I now trying to persuade people or God, or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. And he goes on in 11, says, For I want you to know, brothers, that is, I mean, there is a, that is a statement of certainty. I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. There is an element of source. Where did Paul get that gospel from? He says in 12, For I did not receive it from a human source, and I was not taught it, but it came by a revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul received the gospel directly by Christ. By the revelation of Jesus Christ is basically by Christ, for I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. It did not come from humans. He says it clearly, for I did not receive it from a human source, and I was not taught it, but it came by a revelation of Christ Jesus. There are two things in this passage that we can notice. Obviously, in pretty much any passage, we can see that there is a topic, number one, and there is a focus. What is the topic of this passage? If we look at Verses 11 to 12. The topic is about the gospel. The topic is the gospel. 
And the focus is where Paul received it from, that is by the revelation of Jesus Christ, is how Paul received the gospel. And he gives his own testimony in 13, for he says, For you have for you have heard about my former way of life in Judaism. I intensely persecuted God's church and tried to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many contemporaries among my people because I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. But look what he says in 15. But when God, who from my mother's womb set me apart and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me, so that I could preach him among the Gentiles. That's a beautiful picture right there. So the topic is gospel. Paul did not receive the gospel from any human source. He received it directly from or by the revelation of Jesus Christ himself. So the topic is the gospel and the focus is how the gospel was given to him that is by Christ Jesus. But what I want to do here is to briefly study what, what, what is that term gospel? The topic in the passage is gospel. What is it about? We know, we have heard many times from many, many preachers and evangelists and missionaries and so forth that they are preaching and teaching gospel. So we know basic meaning of gospel. Gospel is basically good news. Good news. But the gospel is not just good news, because we could use the term or phrase good news for anything. But the gospel is not just good news. It is more than good news. It is a good news about the salvation that is found in Christ Jesus, the Savior of mankind. Salvation is found in Jesus Christ. So the gospel that is the good news is about Christ's work. Good news is about the gift of salvation that is found in and through Christ. In the ancient world, the term gospel is used to proclaim victorious news about battles. For example, if somebody is dead in a battle, the enemy rejoices. That's a good news. Somebody kills someone, they rejoice. That's a good news. For example, when Saul, the first king of Israel, was killed by Philistines, the Philistines celebrated his death. That was a good news for them. So the term was used for announcing or for proclaiming a victory in a battle or an event. But later on, it was not just used for announcements. Of course, we see that in New Testament it is also, there is an announcement before Christ's birth. But later on, we see that in New Testament times it is used for presenting or for the gospel. So then what is gospel? Gospel is the good news about salvation through Christ. It is the good news about salvation through Christ Jesus. So that anyone that is a message, right? So that anyone that believes in Christ will not perish but have an everlasting life. So gospel is not just the good news, but there is another element to it. It is not just a word which proclaims about the salvation offered through Christ Jesus, but it is also the power of God. It is the power of God. When we see Romans 1.16, the scripture says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. This is Paul again. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. First to the Jew and also to the Greek. Paul is not ashamed of the gospel. 
because it is the power of God. Why is it a power of God? Or why is it the power of God? Because the gospel has the capacity to change one's life. It has the power to change one's life. Because it shows, that is the gospel, it shows the power of God at work. And only God is the one who can save one's soul from eternal damnation. So gospel is the power of God. But it, it, it shows that the power of God at work. In Matthew 11, 2-5, the text indicates that the good news is the fulfillment of Old Testament. So in Matthew chapter 11, 2-5, the text says, Now when John heard in prison what the Christ was doing, he sent a message through his disciples and asked him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect somebody else? And what did Jesus say? His, his answer is amazing. Jesus replied to him, or to them, and said what? Go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news, and blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. It's just amazing because Christ is answering. He didn't respond and said, uh, yes, it is me. But he told them to report to John what they witnessed. Go and report to John what you hear and see. Then not only hear, but also see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, those with leprosy are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor are told the good news. And blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. That is a response of Jesus to John's disciples. In Luke chapter 4, 16 to 21, we have passage where Christ reads the scroll, the scroll of Isaiah. That passage indicates that Christ had partially fulfilled the prophecy of his ministry. Why did I say partially? Because the second part, after a few verses, Christ reads the scroll and he closes it away because the later part is not yet done. That will be done in future, but the former part, the first part, is done. In Galatians 3, 8, And this gospel, that is the good news of Christ Jesus, was preached ahead of our time. In Galatians 3, 8, Paul, say, Paul says, Now the scripture saw in advance and that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaimed the gospel, obviously good news, ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed through you. So the gospel was preached ahead of time. What we see here is God has been working to save people from a long time. So we see that gospel is about Christ, about Christ Jesus. And we see that gospel is not just the good news of Christ, but it is also the power of God because it has the power to change one's life. And we see that this gospel is preached way ahead of time before our times. Gospel is powerful. It is simple term, but yet powerful. It has God's power in it. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news about Jesus Christ is powerful. Now, if you remember, when Gabriel came to Mary to say that she is going to give birth to a child, Gabriel did not give an option to Mary saying, Mary, take a pen and paper. Or, you know, you have to come up with few names of what you're going to name the child. Gabriel did not give an option for Mary to write anything. Instead, Gabriel said, you will name him 
Jesus. That is all. There is no discussion. No arguments. You will name him Jesus. Why? Because he's going to save his people. The, the concept of salvation, saving salvation, is in his name. And thus he is the Savior. So we know that the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Gospel is the power of God. Gospel has the power to change one's life. Without the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is no hope in this world. Because hope is found in Christ Jesus. And we receive that hope through the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, what is the gospel? Now we go to why do we need this gospel? What is, why do we need this gospel? The Bible says that in the beginning when God created the heavens and earth, that everything was very good. By good doesn't mean that everything looks fantastic. It's not about looks. It talks about the order. God is a God of order. But then sin entered the world through Adam and Eve. Then after the sin, or at the moment of sin, came separation between God and mankind. But when God created mankind, his desire was to have communion with mankind. The God of the Bible is a personal God who desires to have personal relationship with those who believe in him. And this is the uniqueness of Christianity. So when God created man, man sinned and there was a separation between God and mankind. So after that sin, the, 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 I, I should say the moment of sin, the personal relationship was shattered. Can man fix the issue with a holy God? When we understand who God is, we tremble. We should tremble because our God that we believe is holy. Man cannot fix the issue because he rejected God's direct command not to eat the fruit, and he violated God's command. That is sin. But God, out of his graciousness, did not end mankind. He could have wiped those two of the planet the same moment, but he didn't. He didn't end the mankind. Rather, he provided a way of salvation. God's mission began in the very first book of the Bible. That is to save mankind. You can, we can see his grace in the beginning books, in the beginning pages of the Bible. In the beginning chapters of the Bible, that is God's grace. That is God's loving kindness. That is his love for people. He did not annihilate the mankind, but he wanted to save. It shows his compassion towards us. The greatest problem then is sin. God is so holy and mankind violated God's command. In order to resolve the issue, God had to do something because it is impossible through, for mankind to fix it. Because mankind is utterly incapable of doing anything that would justify nothing. So God had the solution, which is offering salvation through Christ Jesus. This offering of salvation and hope was first given to Israel through the pages of Old Testament, but it was actually fulfilled in the New Testament in and through Jesus Christ. Christ. So the message is simple, yet powerful. That God offers salvation through His Son, Jesus Christ. We need the gospel to know the truth. That we cannot please God with sin. Only God had to find a solution. And that is through His Son, offering salvation through His Son. Only His Son, Christ Jesus, can satisfy God. 
the message is simple yet powerful that God offers salvation through his son Jesus Christ. So how can we be how can we be included? That is how can one be included in this God's great plan, great mission by repenting of sins and accepting Christ through faith. And that faith should be rooted in the fact of death, burial, resurrection of Christ because this is what the gospel is, the work of Christ on the cross. Christ died to offer the gift of salvation for whoever believes in him, whoever believes in his name, whoever believes in the work of Christ that he has done on the cross. If there is at all a term hope, which there is, the true hope is found only in Christ. The gospel is powerful, simple term, but powerful. It is the good news of Jesus Christ. It has the power to change one's life because it is the power of God. God is at work. And we need that gospel, the good news, because it teaches us, it tells us about the fact that God forgives sins and offers salvation when we repent and believe in Christ Jesus. Why we need gospel? Because without it, we don't belong to God. Without hearing the word of God, without believing in Christ Jesus, we don't belong to Christ. Gospel is a simple word, but don't take it simply. It is powerful. It is powerful because it has power. It is, it is God's power. So I pray that you believe in Christ Jesus and in his work. I pray that you trust him, accept him into your hearts, and have an eternal life with him forever and ever. Christ said in John 14 too, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. If you believe in Christ, you have eternal life with him, a glorious life. Trust in the Lord Jesus, for he is salvation. What should we do now? As Christians, if you are a Christian, if we are Christians, what do we do now? Share the good news of Christ. Share the good news of Christ. Be bold about your belief in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. If we are not bold now, we are not going to be bold later on. By not willing or coming up with an excuse to not to share the gospel, we're just denying the fact that we believe in Christ in some ways and denying the fact that He is powerful to change one's life. Our responsibility as His children is to share the good news. We are not marketing Christianity. We're sharing the relationship of Christ that one could have an eternal relation with Jesus Christ if they only believe in his name, in his death, burial, resurrection. The gospel of Jesus Christ is simple yet powerful. To have a relationship with Christ, you need faith. Believe in Christ Jesus through faith. So what do we do? Share the word of God. Share the gospel. You and I are responsible to share the gospel. What did we do for Christ in our lifetime matters to Christ. And I hope that you'll be ready with gospel. Being ready in and out of season, as Paul says to Timothy, it doesn't mean that you have a workbook in your hand with tons of messages. That is not what it means. It means to be ready with the message of the gospel. Are you ready with the message of the gospel? Are you ready to share about Christ's gift to the world? Gospel is the power of God and it will change lives because God's word is living and powerful. 
May the Lord bless you as you share His Word, His Gospel to others.